podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Ravel podcast. I'm joined by Ben, Jack and Dan to preview Arsenal versus Tottenham, Emirates Stadium, Sunday at half past four. How are we feeling about this one? Because we always go into we always go into derbies just underwhelmed almost, but we're off the back of a European victory, which historically doesn't bode well in terms of next games. Um, is is it a meaningless fixture now? So in terms of in terms of in terms of, like, in terms of the league, yeah, yeah, is yeah. In terms of the league, we're not gonna neither of us are gonna do anything in the league. We're both focusing on winning the European Cup. Is it just going to be like a, eh? No, the oh, North London Derby is always... Of course not. Yeah. yeah. Of course not. North London Derby is always, no matter what, the biggest game of the season. I don't care I don't care where we finish this season. We have to beat Spurs. <laughs> I don't care. We I have just, to beat Spurs. I, I, I just think it's so... Like, with no with fans there, I can understand, but no fans there. All I'm, I can't even meet my Spurs mates. The worst I'm going to get is a text message saying, hey, you... We lost. Yeah. Ben, it's all we've got to hold on to at the moment. Okay, let us have our moment. Yeah, let's have our moment. I'd rather, I'd rather get through the Europa League. It's why in a couple of podcasts ago yeah, I was saying we should have played a stronger team for Olympiacos. You know, at the end of the day, if if we win the Europa League this season, I'm not going to look back and go, oh, "But we lost to Spurs, so it doesn't really matter." <laughs> Whereas if we beat Spurs but don't make yeah. it through the Europa League, I'd be like, yeah. "So what?" It's obviously it's a big game in terms of the hatred between the club hatred between the fans but I sort of agree with Ben it's just like it's not going to go towards anything you don't get a trophy for beating your rivals you don't get it's it's bragging rights isn't it it's bragging for about six months until we play them again I think because because I think because we lost to them in the in the away fixture we have to we know we have to win at home we can't we can't let's let's first take six points from us in the season, that it's is, not happened for know, ages, has it? I, don't think. I know, I know exactly. And the fact that they're also having an equally as bad season as us, it's not like they're doing any better. So we don't have any excuses, you know. They, they are seven points ahead, in fairness. I know, yeah, but, yeah, no, you, know but you know what I mean. But you know what I mean. They're, they're still, you know, where since before they were, you know, in the Champions League qualification spaces, you know, potentially wanting to get Europa League like us, you know, we're sort of. You know, in that bracket in mid table, where we've, I mean, Spurs still have obviously have a bigger chance of qualifying for Europe, but you know, they're still in that mid table um, section with us. So I think we can't let we can't let them take six points from us. I think that's why it's it, you know it's it's the North London derby as well. Like you, you know, you have yeah. to be excited for. It, I think. Mm, like we yeah. said, every every game's a must win, but it it feels special. I, I know in the grand scheme of things, it won't make or break our season but it it feels like a game that we need to win I, I think every game has been a need to win since Christmas yeah that's true we were saying that, before weren't we we were saying before like um, every single game since Christmas we said oh if we, we have to win every single game from now on to have any chance of qualifying for Europe and now we've just lost to Burnley and as I said before hey, we drew we drew we oh, sorry sorry we drew I know it sorry, felt like a loss sorry. but we drew <laughs> Exactly, it felt like a loss, but you know, when we drew to Burnley, and now I'm saying again, we've got to win every game from now on. It's well, the, the, the problem is every time you think that Europe's beyond you in this league, someone else screws up as well. 
So, yeah. like, when you're looking at the fixtures, you're thinking, oh, we've got Palace, Brighton, Sheffield United towards the back end of the season again. Like, we can win those games quite comfortably. If we can find form now and win, like, the nine of the last ten games of the season, I mean, I mean Spurs would be a big one and maybe Liverpool. But, like, we've got, we've got the opportunity, especially given a lot of those games are against teams around us, we've got the opportunity to really make a good dent into the top eight, I suppose it is now. It's not, I'm not saying it. We're still in the like, midst of like a horrible run of games. So if we got three Man City and you thought, okay, Burnley could be tough. And then we get Spurs and then we've got another European League game and then we've got West Ham who are doing well and then potentially another European game. And then we've got, um, so we've got like Everton still coming up. We've still got some horrible games. And it's, it's like we said, every game is a must-win, but it's got to that point now is, are we favourites for these games? Five years ago, we would have been favourites for Everton. Now, maybe not. Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Every, as we get worse, every game gets harder. Yeah. So Everton, as you say, like we could go there. I remember under Arsene Wenger, we used to go there and get pretty good results pretty often. And now it's sort of like, are we going to get anything? Do you expect to get anything? And the West same Ham, well, West Ham this season have been much improved too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, same with West Ham, yeah. same with Villa, same with Leicester, same with even like Leeds United. You you want to back the side, but also we know this Arsenal side. We've watched them for 40 games already this season. Yeah. We know exactly what they're capable of at both ends of the pitch. And it's one of those where you just like, we've made so many stupid mistakes this season that you can see us losing every single game from a stupid mistake. Yeah, it's... But I think, I think Spurs is different. I think with having someone like Mikel in management, I think he, he understands how big of a game it is. Whereas I don't think Emery quite grasped it. But, I mean, in, in his two attempts, he's not beaten them. So, I don't know. He's lost both, haven't he? Because there was yeah. a Kalazanac era that played in Hume and Son last season. And then the... Thomas Party walking off the pitch during a counter-attack this season. Yeah. Um, sorry to remind you, Jack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's... You, you say Emery didn't understand. I think he did, because we got some pretty good results against Spurs under Emery. Yeah. Like, we got that we got that 4-2, which is, I mean, that, I'll be honest, that's the one I was thinking of immediately. Yeah. When uh, when Torreira scored and then took his shirt off, and that was probably the best thing he's ever I done. Was scoring that goal. No, don't, do not disrespect my <laughs> Don't get him started. Don't get him started. Don't get him started on Torreira. Do not disrespect my Lucas like that, honestly. Torreira, you not learned so far? You not learned? <laughs> Torreira peaked in that game. Torreira, I mean, uh, Emery's Arsenal peaked in that game, effectively. Mm. And then it all just went downhill yeah. from there. This that was the best, best performance accompanied with um, the... Um, uh, Valencia um, semi-final yeah 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 I yeah. think also you say Emery got us some good results I think that's the only time Emery actually beat Spurs because the 4-2 and then at the Emirates there was the 2-2 draw and then we lost twice at their place I'll be honest that's the one that I remember yeah like, of course yeah naturally naturally the big games you know this is this is what I mean though like unless we're going to go and beat them 4-2 5-2 but they're the ones that stick out. I don't remember us losing 1-0 in 2015 to Spurs, if we did. You know, 2-1. It doesn't matter. Like, we lose that game, we move on. Carry on. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fair enough. Is, is it the most meaningful game to Arsenal fans? 
Is that the game everyone looks to? Is that the North game you Hundred percent North London derby. I mean, you see it. You see it with all the, all the predictions, all the previews. Every Arsenal fan will say, "The second the fixture list is released, where's the North London derby? Where's the uh, yeah. home and away?" You look. You look for your other big ones like Manchester United, Chelsea. Mm. Those are probably your other ones you look for. But straight away, it's where's Tottenham? Where's Tottenham? Yeah. Like North London derby. No matter the context, is always the biggest game of our season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I always look at the the first three games and last three games as well. Yeah, yeah. You can always get a, you can always get a pretty good idea from there how Arsenal are gonna do. Like we if we start with Chelsea and Man City, you can tell it's gonna be a interesting yeah. season. Yeah. And if, if you, you end with them you look at the final games to see where we're gonna be lift, lifting the league trophy at, uh which ground we're gonna be lifting at. So yeah. <laughs> yeah it's but we we've both had as Jack said we've both had poor seasons by our standards. But we're both in the last 16 of the European competition. Both have won our legs. I know they played at home, so they've got almost a geographical advantage of they don't have to travel. They're in a final of a League Cup, but you expect City to beat them. It's it's not been great for the North London teams this year, has it? And it's, it's normally this game would receive a lot of hype. And I, I've just not seen it or felt it this year. Yeah, it's quite disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Where both teams have failed to reach, you know, heights of previous seasons. And now, now as you mentioned it, going into this North London derby, is sort of like, well, if any team loses, it's not going to affect our season because our seasons are technically already over, aren't they? You know, yeah. other than, you know, other than, you know, the European competitions and obviously Spurs got the final to play. Yeah, if, if, we, if you know, as you put it like that, it's quite disappointing to know, you know, where there's previous hype. But I think, Ben, you said before the podcast started, the fact that there's no fans in the stadiums as well, I think also adds to it a little bit, like the meaning yeah. of it in a way. But yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it's just. I think, I think, I'm, I think a bit like, I'm feeling a bit low going into it. Just there's no buzz around it at all. It's, it's not been built up by Sky or BT. I forgot to have the rights to it. I think it's Sky. Sky is a Sunday game. There's nothing. There's nothing there. You normally sort of see they get ex pros on the sort of maybe getting reshow an interview with Thierry Henry. There's there's nothing. There's there's just a lull around it. I don't well, know that because we we it's a day after a European game, finish that and then let's focus about it for the next couple of days. But it's. It doesn't seem to have that attention to it anymore, considering the poor season we've both had. No. Without without fans, it is just unfortunately another game of football. Yeah. Like it is yeah. so underappreciated how much fans make a football match. And I think it's everyone's had a real eye opener to um, even players, staff have really kind of seen the yeah. difference football is nothing without fans. Like if it wasn't for fans, then like it's it's part of the entertainment, like the crowd being here at the football game. And it's, it just doesn't have that buzz about it anymore. And it is literally just, unfortunately, another 90 minutes of football, which is incredibly important. And you try and get yourself hyped up for, but unfortunately, because there isn't 60-odd thousand people at the Emirates getting behind the Arsenal side, it's, it just it isn't one to, unfortunately, kind of see in that light anymore. Yeah. But, but I, th- I think as well, the, there's... 
a similar thing across all games this season. I think the Manchester derby had no hype either, really. I think it's just a case of both the fans aren't there, which, as you say, is a huge issue, but also the games are so, so often. Every game is televised and games are basically every day. Like we looked, we had the Monday night fixture, which was Chelsea playing. Who were they playing? Um, I can't remember. I think Chelsea played. And then that was a 6pm game. Yeah. And then you had had an eight and then you had Tuesday and Wednesday with Champions League. You had Thursday with Europa League. Tonight, there's another game. And then there'll be, you know, a full, full fixture list over the weekend and games every three days without fans just become quite a drain. Yeah. Like if there are fans there, you get that little boost, I would guess, as a player. Like if fans on there, it's just, oh, this is just another game. We're playing another team. They're all right. We're all right. Let's see what happens. You know, there's no passion in it. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of what games are happening because you sort of, like you said, there's games happening every two days. And you're like, oh, they're playing then and sort of, I've only got to wait another hour until the next game. And it's, yeah, it's just a bit, it's, it's, it's kind of cool in a way, but also oh, like, yeah. because, because they're, because they want to show every single game, you get like, instead of six 3 p.m. games yeah, on a Saturday, you'll get one and then you'll get like four on a Sunday, four on a Saturday, one on a Friday, one on a Monday. Eight o'clock at night on a Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, it's, it's never just complained too much football, but it's, it almost feels they're forcing it. Like, it's very different with the World Cup or if they did for the, like, the Champions League, it's like a mini tournament. But you're sort of playing 38 games in the space of what feels like not even 38 weeks. It's so, it's draining almost to sort of say, oh, yeah, we've got a game on Saturday, we've got a European game, then we've got a game on Sunday, then we play Tuesday, and then we'll get a week off, and then we're playing Thursday, and it's it's hard to keep track almost. Um, where can we see this going tactically? Because, I, I mean, I've sort of seen Charles Watts and journalists sort of saying that the team on Thursday was an inclination that certain players would be resting, certain players come back in. I just, I, I want to put out a team that I'm confident in, but I'm very worried we're going to see rest for this game, considering he yeah. played... What what would you constitute a team that you're confident in? I'd be more confident say- seeing Aubameyang and Saka start than I would necessarily be with Lacazette and Pepe. Yeah, so are you saying the team that started against Olympiacos would be that would be the team that you'd feel confident would you know give Spurs a go? On the whole, I mean, I'd rather Cedric over Bellerin to be perfectly honest. Um, the former he was in, Mary maybe over Gabriel, but Gabriel had a decent game and scored. So, on the whole, yeah, but maybe with a few exceptions. I think I, I think, think, think Shaka yeah. is quite important. I think that should be the field. Yeah, I think Partey coming off uh, sort of is an indi- obviously we can't predict anything, but it's looking like that he could potentially start on Sunday because of him being substituted, you know, in the second half. So Should we go through the said, team that we want to see? I th- yeah. I mean, I think the team we will see Will be something like Leno and then Cedric holding well, should Mary. Should we, should we go through it? Yeah, go for it. We'd love to do, yeah. So Leno in goal, obviously, no debate. Cedric nice. at right back or better in? Are we doing who we think or who we would like? Let's go who we want. So I think you can never predict a Mikel Arteta team. Yeah. I would um, I would rather see Bellerin personally because he's he's one of those players that gets the North London derby and 
he I remember last season, yes, it was a difficult result, but when he, he just kind of really found a new burst of life and I think he's one of the players that I want on that pitch in the North London derby and then the second leg. Yeah, because obviously he's been at Arsenal for so long, he knows what it means. He, he's experienced so many North London derbies. I think it'd be important for, for him to start, I think. Yeah. I hope it's Cedric. I, th- I think I, if he's fit enough to play 90 minutes again, I'd play him, but I yeah. think Cedric will probably start. Yeah. I think Cedric will start. I'd rather Cedric in, but I mean, I'm happy to put Bellerin into our combined team. Um, centre halves. Interesting one, I think. Gabriel Who, and Louise for me. Gabriel and Louise for you? Yeah. Holding and marry for me. I think, no. I, it's tough. I think Gabriel and Louise. I, I like that partnership a lot. I, 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 like, I like the partnership, but I think that. Arteta likes to sort of rotate his two rotate. partnerships. Um, I think Pablo yeah. Mari against Harry Kane would actually be really quite interesting on a tactical level. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, He doesn't need the most pace to negate Harry Kane, whereas I think Gabriel, his tendency to rush into a challenge might leave us a bit exposed if you've got Son and Bale running in behind. Gabriel yeah. Luiz does it as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Holding holding a Mario may be more maybe safer hands mm-hmm. in terms of they don't they're not get out get in your faces defenders they're sort of let the midfield press and then deal with the ball when it comes in yeah I, I'm not his biggest fan but I think this is a game that Louis knows how to win yeah. in his Chelsea days yeah um, I, I'm, I'm with Ben though I, I like I like Mary so I personally want Louis and Mary but um, I just doesn't you normally combine them um mm, I'll probably if we're saying I'll probably say Louise and Gabriel then if we're thinking of a partnership, but yeah, um, I'd, I'd rather see Louise and Mary just because I think that'd be an interesting dynamic like you set up against the line. And Tierney's a no-brainer, right? Tierney, yeah. straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. So are Partey and Xhaka. Yeah, I think yeah. so as well. If they're fit, they'll both play. Hundred yeah. percent. I think Partey playing fifty-four minutes or something like that is a real tell that. It's an important game for him. Well, um, he, he's crucial for us, isn't he? Oh, like, yeah. He's the like, he's most important player, both in terms of ball progression and also winning the ball back. He yeah. takes our, that midfield up a whole other level. Our four most, well, our five most important players are, I would say, Leno, Tierney, Partey, Saka, and Aubameyang. Yeah. I mean, those are the players that, that our core team is built around. Yeah. Um, I think the next sort of right wing. If he's fit, Bukayo Saka is who we'd like yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. We're probably going to see Willian. I think we'll see Saka probably. I think. I Willian, think yeah. Willian played basically the full ninety, didn't he, against Olympia? Of course, he played the full ninety. Uh, no. Got another assist as well, so that's another another one to add to the tally. I'd like I'd well, I would like to see Saka on the right and Pepe on the left. That's my opinion. Yeah. And Smith Rowe in the middle. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no I just think Smith Rowe probably well if 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 you're gonna start on players that sort of get the North London derby with if that's the reason you're starting Bellerin. Yeah Smith Rowe is one of those players. And I Smith think Smith Rowe, Rowe, if he's fit enough to play 90 minutes, I'm not sure it will be. I, 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 I think I'm like holding back about because he came on for the some time against Olympiacos, but I'm just questioning is he fully fit? Yeah, he looked really sharp against Olympiacos, to be fair. He did look good when I, he came on, yeah. I can see Arteta starting Smith Rowe, to be fair. I can. Yeah. Just because, 
But mm. over Odegaard, yeah. Maybe maybe just because against Spurs, we need that bit more of a direct attacking approach in a way. But but then again, you don't really know what you're going to get, do you really? Obviously, in this, um, yeah, obviously in this fixture. So, Saka, we'd like to see on the right. All agreed? Yeah. yeah. Smith-Rowe or Odegaard down the middle of the three? Smith-Rowe. Smith-Rowe. Jack? Yeah, Smith-Rowe. Dan? Yeah, I'd agree, yeah. Yeah, happy with that. And then left wing? Pepe. Aubameyang, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Either, either, to be honest. Yeah, I think... I think I'd like to see Aubameyang on the left, just so that... But do you think, if, say, for example, say, for example, Pepe did start on the left, do you think you'd start like a set over Aubameyang? No. Yeah. I think Aubameyang will play this game no matter what. Aubameyang has to, where he has to play this game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm I think I'm, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Pepe probably has to play this game as well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so as well. You I mean you look at Aurier? Aurier's not had the best of seasons. He's been okay in moments, but I'd really like to see Pepe test him and see if he can. He has done really well on the left. Has he when he's on... played there? Abamyang on the left hand side, kind of. He's good at scoring goals, but when it comes to in a game when we're probably not going to have as much as a ball, you want ball carriers that can move the ball. And Abamyang is someone that likes to receive the ball in advanced positions, but can't really move with the ball. And Pepe can carry and beat players, and Oba can't really do that. So. I personally like to see Pepe in this game because I think it might be a tough game for possession kind of wise. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Pepe, Pepe on the left then? I'm, yeah, I'm happy to go with Pepe. Yeah, and yeah. Aubameyang down the middle. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the team that starts, but no, it's a pretty good team. Who do you think will start? Who do you think will come in there? Uh, I think Cedric plays. I think... I think Harry holding, holding play. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, uh, I think is involved somehow. Um, I, I think Pepe will definitely play. Uh, I mean, he can't, he's, he's, he's been rested for the last two games. He can't not play, as you say. I think Cedric will play. So I think if Cedric plays, I think Pepe works really well on the right with Cedric. Um, and it will be really interesting to see him attack Reguillon because Reguillon loves to get forward in the same way that Tierney does. So yeah. there might be a lot of space to attack um well, you assume it'll be Eric Dyer and Devinson Sancho that centre back for them, um, and they're not the most. Neither of them are the quickest or the most um, sensible when it comes to defending. So it'll be fun to see him have a go. Um, and I think on the left we'll probably see William as much as it pains me slightly. Yeah. I'd love to see Martinelli thrown in, but again, I don't really know what's going on with that. I think he's just being sort of eased back into things. So we might get him for thirty minutes if the results going all right. Yeah, but yeah, the thing with Martinelli as well is that we haven't really had a game to chuck him back into yet. You want a game where you're cruising three 0 in like the seventieth minute, and Martinelli can get twenty minutes to get his minutes up. But mm-hmm. we've had Olympiacos where we one one at eighty minutes. We've had Burnley where we were one one. We've had Benfica. Um, yeah, we've just had horrible games for him to like horrible situations for him to try and come into yeah. because if he doesn't do something right, you know, if he misplaces a pass. At one one, that's suddenly hugely scrutinised. Yeah. yeah. Um, just bring it to the end. Where can we see this going with score? Like, I know, I know, it's our favourite part of the show, 
to predict the outcome of a of a game that we don't even have team news for yet. Um, so I'll start with you, Dan. Just talk us through sort of your score prediction and maybe why. I can see it being a very cagey game. I don't know. We're, we're at home this time, so it's yeah. It's, it feels like a long time. Yeah, it feels like a very long time since we last played. I think the last time we played Spurs at home, it's got to be ages ago now. I can't even remember. But um, it feels like a while. Yeah. When was it? Last season, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I can't remember. Was it March? Was it March last it was, year? Was no. it when Emery was still in charge, or was it? Was I thinking back too far? Emery had one, and Arteta had one last season, and Arteta had and Arteta had one this year. Yeah. So yeah, no. Um, it's it's been a very long time since we played Spurs at the Emirates. So, but um, I think I hope we can try and control the game a bit more. But I think Spurs are very dangerous, and the one player that scares me the most is Gareth Bale. I think he he's a big danger man at the moment. So. We'll have to um to wait and see what the team um, throws at us on the day. Hopefully, it's a strong eleven. But um, I never predict an Arsenal loss, especially not against Spurs. Of course. But I'm going to say two-one Arsenal. I don't think it's going to be like a big scoreline. I think it's going to be tight. Fair, Ben. It's going to be sixteen 0 isn't it? Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in, in more seriousness, I think Dan's writing will be quite a it, well, it can go either one of two ways it can be a really cagey affair, or it could be Spurs cast open with their first attack, or we give them a goal in the first five minutes, so it becomes a really like s- s- there's nothing you want less than Spurs trying to defend a lead and just hitting you on the counter with Son Kane and Bale. Um, I think it will probably be the former. I don't, I can't see an early goal. Um, although, you know, I'm very good at foretelling things that won't happen and then do. Um, I think I'll go with Dan. I think it'll be 2-1, 2-2. I'll go with 2-2 just to be different. Jack? Can I just say, by the way, so I've just checked and the last time we played Spurs at the Emirates was the 2-2 draw when Unai Emery was still in charge. So we haven't played them there for over a year now. It's September um, 2019. Oh, my God. That was a lifetime ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pre-COVID. <laughs> it is a tough one to predict. North London derby can go either way, but as you said, I think I don't think it's going to be. Oh, I don't want. I can't predict an Arsenal loss, but come and sit no, on the fence with me. There's space for both of us. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, actually. I'm gonna go a step further. Actually, I'm gonna go extreme. I don't think we're gonna concede. There you go. I'm oh. gonna go. I'm going to go 2-0 Arsenal. I like it. And our resident pessimist? Our resident pessimist. <laughs> um, I don't have as much faith in this team as you do, Jack. I think we will concede. It is, I think we might concede more than once and it'll be Kayle and Bale just to rub salt in the wounds. I mean, Harry Kane will get his penalty that he does always score against us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I concur that we can't predict an Arsenal loss, so in that case, I'm going to have to say 2 2. But, well, well, do you want me to go and predict we're going to win 3 0, Dan? Mate, you're so yes. negative. You're so negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think 2 2 is a respectable scoreline. 
against you... no <laughs> two 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 at the end. I know I've predicted it. I think it will happen, but I wouldn't go as far as saying it's respectable against Spurs. Performer Gareth Bale is now the best winger in the league. Yeah, he? but it's Tottenham. He's not William. Come on, William's got seven. Well, we're going to win three 0 yeah. We're going to win three 0 there you go. Okay. We're going to win 3 0. Better. Better. Come on, you got us! Yeah! <laughs> uh, 3 0 Arsenal no, no, no. prediction. Uh, let's see if any of those hopefully do come true. And we will be here on Sunday. Uh, maybe with an Instagram live once the team comes out. We'll see, maybe. Um, immediate reaction, depending on the result. If we win 4 0. And, and Josh's blood pressure, to be fair. And we'll jump on a podcast and we'll. We'll be beaming. If not, you won't see us until Monday, maybe Tuesday, depending on if we've recovered from that potential poor result. But in the meantime, thank you for watching or listening, depending on what you're doing. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. Watch our previous video. We did an Olympiacos review. Uh, Watch anything we've got on our YouTube channel. You'll definitely enjoy it if you've enjoyed this one. Uh, And looking forward to Sunday. Thank you and goodbye. Podcast Network.